Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by Hunt Lifted Official. I'm your host Carter, and I'm here with this week's esteemed guest, kind of an OG here, Jeremy Williams. What's going on, man? Yeah. Um, pleasure to be back. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, dude. Everything been going all right? Oh yeah, uh, I've just just been busy with school and doing this last bit of Army Hoorah stuff. So that's right. That's right. Yeah, Luke's on his way out. Uh, like a couple other of the HLE boys are on their way out, so it must be that time. Yep, yep. I've got probably uh, uh, 18 months left from done. So Nice, man. Nice. Well, uh, you've had a hell of a season, man, and I want to unpack that, and I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about your uh, your school that you're doing right now too, man, but your whitetail season was top-notch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely definitely have been blessed this season and, and the season prior to it. Uh, it's just, it, it's just been, uh, it's, it's just been great, man. Like, 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 there's no other way to put it. Yeah. It's just been, it's just blessed. I feel like every, every time I jump on that signal chat, you've got another big old <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think last year, uh, uh, between me and my wife, I, we ended up getting eight and, and this year alone I've gotten seven. So that's awesome, man. Outstanding season. Well, you know, for this tips episode this week, we want to talk about kind of uh, some successes that you've had um, as seasons are winding down. This is our last week here in Georgia. I don't know if you're done or you got some more. We got some extended archery going on to the end of the month. So uh, uh, here in Tennessee, like they have, uh, like their main season's over with, but they have uh, a CWD hunts there. They're in uh, kind of like western, like towards Memphis area. But in Alabama, the rush is now starting to kick off, so I'm about to be going down to Alabama to to hunt with my dad. So heck yeah, dude! That. You're not done yet. No, no, definitely, definitely not done yet. So how many buck tags <laughs> do you get in Alabama? Uh, it's uh, three, three per season. Uh, two can be uh, one has to be four point or better, but the rest can be spikes. But I don't, I don't waste my time with that. So yeah, looking at your wall behind you, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Not to be your time priority. Yeah, that's, that's Alabama buck, and that's a uh, that's a Kentucky buck up there. So nice, dude. let's jump into it, dude. Let's talk about a couple things that you did this season that helped lead to such a successful whitetail season. You killed three really nice bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the one, uh, the latest one actually was a uh, was one that I've been chasing for uh, for about a month and a half, but. Uh, He's a pure, a pure public land uh, archery, uh, a Tennessee public land buck, and uh, I, I did map recon and found there was a, uh, I found there was a draw that was on the side of the, uh, of, of, the of the power lines, and I just went, and I just, it was probably probably about a, like a half mile, a, a three quarters mile away from the parking area, so, but to get there is. Like you gotta walk up on a cliff, it's like that. So I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't really expect anybody else to be there." So yep. that's where I, that's where I started. And uh, just just by looking at the map, I was able to I was able to narrow down just say just say a specific area to hunt for that day. And when I walked up there, there was just deer sign that was ridiculous. Like I think I counted thirteen rubs in a in a single like hundred yard area. Oh man! You I was like, "Holy spot. crap!" Yeah. yeah. Are you um? Are you using Onyx for your e scouting? 
No, I, I use uh, I use Hunt Stand because uh, Onyx. Like I don't Onyx is just I don't I don't I, I may be dumb, which I mean I'm, I'm probably am, so I'm probably just too, like, too stupid to use it. But I don't I don't I don't, I don't like the interface. But but Hunt Stand is a lot better for me. So okay. cool, nice man. So you're doing some e scouting, finding where to set up. What kind of uh, setup were you using for that public land? Uh, just my summit my, my summit Viper. Like, like, I, like I'm still one of the well, the yeah, a tree basket guys. Classic. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, haven't uh, used a saddle yet. So, nice man. And you know, tell us a little bit about the program that you're in with university right now. So, uh, uh, the class. So, so I'm in, I'm in a, uh, I'm in Unity uh, College, uh, Unity Environmental College. It's it's out of Maine. It's doing it online, and uh, uh, my degree is wildlife conservation. So like uh, we've so it it uh, expands into every every realm from like by sea turtles, mammals, like uh, reptiles, everything. Like uh, I did a I, I did a sea turtle sea turtle rehabilitation program. That was that was that was awesome. Very cool. But the one that the one that you're referring to is uh, is called a Deer One Hundred One, and it was taught by by a former professor that was that was a uh, that, that belong to the Mississippi State University Deer Lab. Yep. Uh, Doctor Eagsley, I think, is his name. But uh, it was a five week class, and he went over everything from like, like, de- uh, like deer biology, why they move, when they move, how they move, and like where their scent glands, their vision. And I, I learned more than more in five weeks. Than I've learned probably in twenty years of bow hunting. So. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Yeah, when I heard you talk about that, man, I was really jealous. What are some of your like favorite takeaways from that class that transfer to the hunting? Class? Oh, uh, uh, that uh, j- uh, j- just how deer use scent glands to, uh, as a form of, form of communication. Like it, it, it goes way deeper than what you guys would expect. Like the tarsal glands on the back of the back of the hindquarters, like like they, those don't don't they, they don't emit scent as you guys think they would. But what they actually do is, like the deer actually, actually piss themselves, and and that's where the scent comes from because the gland itself uh, secretes like this lipid oil that just binds with the urine, and and that's where the scent comes from. But like the gland itself is, is scentless. And then also like a, like a deer's vision is so much more advanced than I thought it would be. Like a, if a deer is, is is bent down feeding, it can see three hundred and ten degrees. Jeez. Without without having to move his head. Jeez, that's how those guys bust us all the time. It's yeah, it's it's insane, and they have uh, they have like three three times more rods in their eyes, and and that's what that that's what picks up the movement. Mm. But like we we can zoom in with our eyes, right. but because we have uh, we have a monocular vision, but 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 they don't. But what they do have is like a uh, thing of like is like is like like your own eye like. Like your peripheral vision is here, theirs would be above and beyond because their pupils are, are, are horizontal. Mm. They have really good eyesight in the middle of their eyes, but like the top and bottom is kind of fuzzy. Mm. But but like that's why you see like a deer staring at you, like they're trying to move their head, trying to trying to get because they have no depth in their like depth to their vision. Mm. That's fascinating, man. So you know what were some of the things that you were able to transfer to your hunting season? That helped led, led to your success. Uh, there, there are there are all sorts of gimmicks out there, like uh, like uh, 
of how to fool a deer's nose, it's it's impossible. You can't do it. <laughs> like, like, all these, like these like these Ozonics or freaking yeah. like these uh, a deer jammer or like nose jammer doesn't work. Yeah. Like my people swear by them, but nine times out of ten, a deer is going to smell you. Yeah. Like when it's telling of you. And uh, so I had uh, I had I had two two uh, routes to go into for this public land deer that I was chasing. Um, if it was a north wind, it was, it was an easy day because I all I had to do was walk. But if it was a, if it was a south wind, that's when I had to go across the swamp and cross and crawl up a freaking mountain. That that sucked because there was more often a south wind than it was a north wind. So I got really good in shape again. So that's awesome. That's cool, man. You know, it's a multi multi million dollar business, right? These uh, products out there that you know. Get sold yeah. to hunters, right? It's not necessarily a hunting product. It's really a. Sometimes I feel like that with camo too. They're selling to the person, not necessarily to the. Yeah, uh, I'm actually glad you said that because, uh, well, like, like I, I saw, like, I was in a, I was in an academy yesterday. I'm looking for a, uh, looking for like a waterproof jacket to go to go waterfowl hunting, and uh, I saw a, uh, I saw a, a a backpack that said, uh, uh, like, like. UV camo pattern. I'm like, oh god, because because uh, but deer deer see in a uh, in a blue and green spectrum. Well, UV brighteners brighten up those blue colors, so essentially you'll be glowing with that backpack. Like a highlighter. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, but like, why would you make that like your main targeting, like your marketing campaign right there? Just like, like, like people don't know people that. Don't know. So. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> cool, man. So how'd the how'd the hunt go down with that Tennessee guy? Oh, all right. So <laughs> hope you got a minute. <laughs> all right. So uh, it was probably it, it, it was middle of December, but I first saw him uh, like around the first of November because I actually tagged out early on on Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell, like you are, you're allowed one one buck. Well. So I started looking for for other areas, and I found Haynes Bottom. First time I got there, there was hardly anybody in the parking lot, so like in the tag area. So I decided to just go scout around. Like I said, I got a hunt stand and started marking areas to go hunt. Well, uh, I found I found those rubs, and then I looked at the direction was it, which it came from, and they came from a hilltop that was that was covered by some uh, like a, that was like a pine thicket that was at the uh, te- the that was the top end of this ridge that was fed up by a draw. So I decided to go set up on the spur that was, that was on the other side of that draw. Cause I, cause I thought they would come up the draw and go and go into the bedding area. Turned out I was opposite of that, but it's all right. <laughs> and that's when I first saw him. Uh, I saw him come, uh, uh, come out of that feeding area. Um, like the, like the, um, the pines on top. And he started going, uh, away from me about 80 yards. And when I first saw him, like my mouth hit the floor. I mean, just antlers, like oh my god. So, so then I, I put my time and effort into him. And uh, middle, middle December, I finally guessed right because it was a, it was a north by northeast wind, which I had never had before. And I and I I had to have that to be able to hunt the back side of the the, the back side of the uh, the uh, ridge where it came from. And I figured that's where he come from again, and. Probably, I, I got there at 545, and like daylight was at like 620, and 
uh, I, I started seeing some does and and some smaller bucks. Well, probably about 40 yards away, uh, I heard a grunt, like a deep grunt. And then here he come. I'm like, oh, God, there he is. So I went ahead and, like, look, looked around because, like, there was deer all around me. Like, I had deer behind me. I had deer, like, like over here. But the wind, the wind was cutting me this way. And, uh, but luckily nothing came to this side. But I had does probably five yards below my tree stand, so. And uh, he was feeding this way. And then he came around with a uh, he was actually with a with uh, three other bucks. Mm. One one was real wide eight, and one was kind of like a basket rack. Well, that uh, well that basket rack swung swung all around, and they all like and like they started coming this way, like like this way towards me. And I was like, oh please, please don't come up behind me. And uh, the, and the big one was coming straight at me because he because he uh, was ch- was trying to check a doe. Well, I had to wait. Until until that doe cleared, and then the uh, right as soon as that doe cleared, the other buck came up behind me and caught my scent trail, and caught my scent. And just jerked his head up, and and when he jerked his head up, well that the, the big eight stopped and lifted his head up, and when he and when he turned his head, I just jumped up and shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like like it was it happened like. What happened like that? Yeah. He was he was 15 yards from me. Whatever I, oh, I sent it. In the thick of- and uh, and then I watched him fall. Like uh, he he went probably 30 yards. Like he was facing me, kind of like kind of quarter and facing me, and I and I punched it right right through his pump house. Nice man. Centered him, and then he, and then, then he fell, and I just remember. Oh, now what? Yeah. <laughs> and the first person I called was my wife, who bust her heart. She was on a uh, she was on night shift. So like she had she had just gone off work at like five a.m. So like she was I was going to sleep and I called her freaking out and she couldn't understand she didn't understand what I was saying she, and then she's like but then after after it clicked with she goes oh my god oh my god like I sent me a picture so. that's awesome man so you know playing the wind is really important I feel like a lot of guys don't do that I feel like sometimes whitetail hunters get lazy and they're like I'm hunting today I'm going to this stand yep. you know what I mean like. Really, we are we are hoping for the best. So, what do you use to track winds? Uh, well, I mean, humans are creatures of habit, so like, <laughs> so, um, uh, but uh, Hunt Sand has a has a very good uh, has a uh, like 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 a wind checker kind of deal, but it's not always accurate. Right. So, so I have a uh, actually, it's like a little like a little bottle that that, that has a I use a like. Like dust and also milkweed. Yeah. Like by the little tiny, like by, by, by tiny milkweed, that way I can see wind channels come up. Yeah. By thermals and stuff, especially in the morning time. Yeah. Because thermals and wind are kind of, are kind of different sometimes. So. Yeah, milkweed's an but, excellent uh, tip, man. If you're not, you know, those powders. Yeah. I carry the powder in my uh, bino harness, and that's great. But the <laughs> you can watch the milkweed rise or sink down depending on the thermals. Yeah. Um. And uh. God, um, and and it's and and it's not expensive either. Like like it's very easy to find too. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome. What uh, what other tips kind of helped you out this season for your success? Well, so you, I use a compass as well. So 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 I've gotten where I where, like that's like, my hunt pack behind me. I use a little fanny pack. I could go like a grandpa, <laughs> but uh, I have a compass in there, 
and that and that's how I check uh, direction of my stand, like, like for future hunts. Mm. That way, that way I know that if I'm facing north, like, like that way I know like uh, like my forecast wise, which way to kind of orientate like my tree stand for next like next time, or like just or just where the wind would be hitting from my different wind directions. That's that's something my dad taught me when I was little. So that's a good one. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes we set up stands based on what looks good to us, right? But it's not always the most functional. Yeah, that's 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 a true statement. Uh, uh, I mean, my dad had a uh, had, uh, and one of, our, one of my dad's friends had a property in Newmarket, Alabama. It wasn't but probably 15, 20 acres, and it was surrounded by like these big ag fields. But in that twenty acres, were hold probably upwards of sixty deer. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, you would never know it just by looking at it. So that's that's where we kind of coined the phrase, uh, "little little woods hold hold big deer." Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. What uh, what else you got on your list? Uh, let me see. <laughs> yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. A definitely, definitely. College just taught me well. That's for sure. Are 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 you talking about the eyes? Um, I, I guess my biggest tip would just be patience. I mean, like, like I, I know they, I, I know that's that gets harped on time and time again, but just patience. I mean, there was, there were times where like, I, like I knew, I knew I wanted to hunt that day, but I knew, I knew he'd probably be moving around the time, and I, I didn't want to get busted. So I had to talk myself out of it and be like, no, no, you can go, go, go tomorrow when the conditions are better. Yep. Yeah, that's so a really that's, good one, man. Sometimes we force it, you know. We want to go yeah. so bad and like whatever. I'm just gonna go, but you can do more harm than yeah. good, and you may never see that buck again, you know. Yeah, like uh, so I, actually, the day before I got him, actually, like I was, I had a, um, I had, a, I had a big fight with myself because I was trying to, like, I was trying to rush it. I was like, no, no, no. Tomorrow the cold, like tomorrow the cold front's coming in, and and you go and you start leave. So just, so just by that week, you can hunt all day. But just, but just give him, uh, give him this one day, because it was like, it was gonna be like four, three p.m. And every time I see him, it was probably like three, like three thirty. Mm-hmm. So I've been walking in, like right as soon as he sort of stepped out, probably, and I wouldn't have seen him the next day. So, yep. Luckily, <laughs> that's a really good tip, man. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I chased one particular buck this entire season and didn't. My freezer is good to go, so I didn't feel the need to pull the trigger on anything and help some people get some deer off of my property, which is awesome. Um, and then my neighbor ended up killing that buck I've been chasing for two years. He killed it two weeks yeah. ago, which is a real bummer. But I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have held out, but you know, knowing when to go and when not to go, that's a really good tip. Hunt is always twenty twenty. So, yep. and, and, and plus like there's, well, there's plenty of deer on your property. So, right. so like the chances of like, a chance of like another trophy sized buck coming through is probably probably upwards of ninety percent. So. Right, right. Just gotta be patient, right? Yep, yep. Patience is key. That's cool, man. Well, I'm stoked for your success this season, man. Um, you got any other last minute tips? Uh, uh oh, god. Uh, check your equipment, cause the, cause I, I kind of had a no no this season. So um, I went to. Uh, I went to uh, the art uh, restaurant arsenal to hunt with my dad, and uh, we. I had a great plan. Like I had a, uh, 
I had, I had, I had a killer spot that I was going to get into. And, uh, I get to my, I, I get to the, the ridge I wanted to hunt. And, uh, I realized that I left my pull-up rope in the truck. And I'm not, I'm not trying to climb a tree by putting my gun on my back. Like people, people that do that scare the hell out of me. So, yeah. but I was like, I'm not, I'm not risking it. So I sat my happy ass on, on the ground that day. <laughs> so, but it sure would be, it sure would be nice if I could see. Yeah. <laughs> cause it, cause, cause this is so thick. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure those deer walking within 50 yards of me and I, and I couldn't saw, I, I couldn't see them. Yeah. But just so just always always check your stuff in the truck <laughs> yep absolutely doing a little gear layout never hurts yeah yeah little 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 pcs pcis you know <laughs> for sure well, that's awesome man hey uh stoked for your season man and you got a little bit more left and hope you can put another nice one on the ground man hopefully so hopefully so uh, uh dad Dad's getting up here in age, so 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 it falls on me now. So yeah. kind of passed the torch. Yeah. So now it's now it's my turn to provide him, provide meat for him since he did that for me growing up. So yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, listeners, if y'all wherever y'all are at, if you have any more deer season left, <clears throat> tag us in your pictures, tag us in your setups. You know, show us a picture from your stands, and if you uh, get anything on the ground, we want to see it. We want to hear about it. That always makes me excited when uh, other folks kill deer too. Yeah, it, and 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 size doesn't matter. Like that's yep. like like a deer's a deer. Like like if it, if it got your heart pumping, if it got your heart pumping, then then then, then we'll, we want to hear about that story and, and just how the adrenaline affected you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always, always. Well, cool, Jeremy. I appreciate your time, dude. And uh, absolutely, keep me in the loop, man. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I mean you guys will definitely definitely hear about it if, if I get another one on the ground. So good deal. And listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys, and we'll talk to you next week.